Min is a Vietnamese computer science major who has lived in Russia, Vietnam, Australia, and in the US. She was accepted into an American college and started her major in political science, initially only signing up for a CS introduction course to support a friend who was worried about being one of few women in the course. Min shares her experiences of being a minority in a male-dominated field and being an international student in the middle of coronavirus. She talks about how being a minority, a female, an immigrant, and a career shifter oftentimes made herself isolate. Min shares a special piece of advice that she received from one of her computer science professors, that computer science skills is not something you're born with, but is something you need to work hard at. With this advice, instead of dropping out, she worked hard, self-taught herself many concepts, and eventually landed internships at Google, PayPal, and other startups in the US. I hope you enjoy our conversation. I'm excited to have this conversation with you because I know you come from a very unconventional and very unique background. Why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, sure. So my name is Min and uh, I'm currently a computer science major at Drexel University. But prior to this, my path was very uh, different. I actually came to college here just majoring in a STEM subject. So I actually initially declared as a political science major. And after one term of college, I decided that it was not a right fit for me. So I switched to computer science and currently I'm working as a software engineer intern at Google on the Chrome OS team and working on a project to build the admin dashboard. Wow. So a lot to dig in there. Uh, and I'm sure we'll get into more about your internship experience. But why don't we rewind a bit and maybe go to your background before um, going to college? Maybe tell me a little bit more about um, your upbringing and then how um, you ended up at college at Drexel. Uh, yeah, sure. So I actually was born in Russia. Uh, both my parents at the time uh, win tuition scholarship to study there from Vietnam. And it was like a very great opportunity for us. Uh, I only lived in Russia for two years, but due to the economic depression, we moved back to Vietnam and I lived there for 10 years. But at the time, my parents didn't want me to expose me to a different culture and possibly studying abroad. So they initially chose Australia because uh, a U.S. at the time didn't allow people uh, lower than ninth grade to enroll in college. So that's where I end up in Australia. But at the time, I still have dream of going to U.S. Uh, American University. So I work hard and self-study the uh, SAT and applied to a couple of colleges in America and got almost full tuition at Drexel. So that's where I am now. Wow. And then um, what made you want to study liberal arts? So it was definitely was an interesting, uh, it started more as like a passion of mine. I study. So back then my English was very, very bad. And one way that I self taught myself English was just to read like English books. And my house back then in Vietnam also was near a library. So they have a lot of free English book sections. And I just start like digging down from there. And I realized I really fell in love with English. I also start uh, enrolling in debating and I was president of my model UN club at school and win a few tournaments. So at the time I really want to do something relating to English literature and political science. And that's how like start initially as a liberal arts major. I'm curious also, you said in the beginning that you kind of had this, always had this dream to go to school and work in America. Where, where did that dream stem from? I definitely always have this belief that I want to self-made myself into something like I definitely feel like I want to like have my own identity, start on my own journey. 
And at the time, I re- from my research, I heard that American University was very, very great. And I actually had dream of going into an Ivy League. <laughs> so I actually applied to a couple Ivy League and I actually got in one. Uh, I got into Cornell University as a literature major. But unfortunately, at the time, I didn't get any scholarship from the university. Mm. And I got full tuition at Drexel. So I ended up choosing to go to Drexel instead. But mm. even though I didn't end up going to the university of my dream, I actually am very glad to still go to Drexel because I feel that I was able to work hard and achieve something that was of my goal. And mm-hmm. I ended up really, really liking Drexel a lot. So it turned out very great at the end. Wow. So tell me a little bit more now that after you enrolled in liberal arts and then you are now in computer science and working at Google, what was that discovery like? At what point did you realize you wanted to start studying computer science and what was that transition like for you? Also an interesting decision that I have to take. So at the time I chose, uh, I went to Drexel. It was very famous for the co-op program, which is like a program that allow you to do internships. And when I initially declared a political science major, I realized that the co-op program was not very good for political science major. We were not, we were only allowed to do one internship before we graduate and most of them were unpaid. And I realized that I want real experience. And unfortunately, Drexel was not able to offer me that. So mm. I switched to a different major that has better like co-op prospects with like more experience. And that was economics. But after taking one term of class in economics, I realized that it was not intellectually challenging enough. So like, <laughs> It was interesting to some degree, but I feel like it wasn't like something enough. I have way too much free time on my own and I'm not sure what to do with them. So one of my friends was actually a woman in computer science. And one day she come to me and she say, hey, I'm taking intro class in computer science, but I'm very scared. Like, I think I'm like only the very few female in the class and I don't know anyone. Like, can you take the class with me just for an intro? And I'm like, yeah, sure, because I still need like some general initiative. And I'm like, why not? Like, I have some free time. And actually, after taking that class, I realized like, oh my God, like this is something I really enjoy. Like in this class, we were allowed to build our own projects, do something on our own. And I realized like, I actually love the process of creating a project. I think that class was what made me realize. Actually, I enjoyed science. So then did you decide after that class that you were gonna completely switch your majors or at what point did you decide you were gonna make this full career shift? That class was one of the factors that made me decided to switch my uh, major. But at the time, I was still very scared. So I actually self-study on my own. Like I enrolled in a free uh, online course called Free Code Cam, which is Mm -hmm. teach you basic web dev. And I also go through the entire course. And I realized like, okay, this is actually pretty fun. So I actually do some self-study on my own outside class. And after taking that intro class, I decided to go for the sequel of the class to continue working on the project that I love. And at the end, we end up with an A in the class and everyone really liked the project that I built. I realized, hey, actually, like this is pretty fun. So that was definitely when I switched my major. Interesting. So you mentioned that your friend, one of the reasons why uh, she asked you in the class was because there were very few females in the computer science major. Was this an important factor for you or how did this impact your, your decision to switch majors? It was very interesting because when I was an economics major, I never noticed like the gender racial disparity because half of my class were female, half of my class were male. Like I never noticed anything weird at all. But I think when I switched to computer science, one thing that I was shocked was the ratio was very, very bad, at least at Drexel University. Like I think out of like, sometime like out of like 60 uh, men in the class, there's only like 10 women or less. And like mm. as the class get harder, more women dropped out. And initially it did, 
slightly impact me because I feel like I have to prove myself in some way because I feel like, first of all, like I have no background in coding. I never code before. And second of all, I feel like somehow being a only few female in the class make me feel like, oh, I need to work hard, mm. harder to compensate somehow. But I'm not sure why I feel that way. But I just feel like for the first time, I feel like I slightly stood. I'm scared of being stood out and being noticed. And I think, yeah, it definitely did impact me like in some small way. Why do you think that's the case? Why do you think there are, in, at least in your case, had so much fear of females taking these computer science classes? And then as you mentioned, as the classes got harder, you saw fewer and fewer females. What is your hunch about that? Yes, that's definitely an interesting question. I think that a lot of a female who enroll in the class, I think they already like began to doubt like themselves. When you're in like a very small sample like size, it's easier to feel bad because you're only like the one or two female in the class and you think that if you got a C on this homework, like you're doing very bad. Whereas the truth is actually maybe other people in the class also got C, but maybe you don't know that. So mm. I think people tend to compare themselves more because they only know a few other female in the class. So they, they have like the sense of comparison. Like, And I think another thing is when you're a woman in like a majority male dominated class, definitely feel like a lot of women start to self-doubt themselves like oh like STEM is traditionally male like should I be here should I switch to something easier and actually I noticed that there are trends that they actually leave the computer science major itself and switch to something more like info science or something slightly mm. where there actually is a better representation so that's what something I noticed because in computers like in the very core computer science class of software engineering there was very less female but in other maybe information system or data science that's actually actually a better representation. Interesting. What about uh, representation in terms of immigrants in your class? Did you notice any like? Did you feel like you were also a minority from that standpoint, or how how was the breakdown in terms of that for your computer science classes? Oh uh, yes. Yeah. So at the time, I definitely feel that it was slightly a little bit strange for me because I was the only Vietnamese uh, international oh, wow. in my batch. So it was very, very strange. But at the same time, I had my friend who was also another immigrant. So we sort of just like together, like, hey, like we can get through this together. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely think it does slightly impact in some way because majority of the class were people who were born here. But fortunately, our school also have a diverse uh, student base in terms of international students. Mm-hmm. But again, like majority of international students, again, were guys as well. So like we also are very shy and we don't really talk with a lot of students in class. I definitely feel that it was a small sense of self-isolation there, but as time goes on, I actually connect with all the immigrants in the class, and I think I slightly feel better. Mm. You mentioned earlier that maybe a reason why you see less females in the classes is because there's a lot more of this self-doubt. How did you overcome that for yourself? I think one very good thing that fortunately my school provide was that I have the very fortunate luck to meet great professor. Mm. So one of my favorite professor was actually, uh, he teach data structure and algorithms. And when I enrolled his class again, I was like the only one or two female like in the entire class. And I felt like, oh my God, like again, this is, this is horrible. I'm very scared. But actually one thing he did that was interesting is in the beginning of the class, he say, hey, like this class, uh, requires a lot of work but it's very interesting as long as you put in the hard work like you will get good grades like so later on uh, I have a meeting with him one-on-one just about my homework and he also mentioned the problem about like diversity 
And he said that it seems like when he mentioned that the class require hard work, a lot of females feel more reassured because they believe in themselves that they have the work and the grit to do it. But if they have the impression that's like, oh, this is something you naturally has to be good at, like you have to be born and good at algorithm and math, a lot of them feel more like, oh, maybe this is not my thing. But when he changed the way he structured the course and say, hey, like it's actually, you don't need to have any innate talent and you don't need to like born being a genius. You actually just need to put in the work and you get the grade. And I think he said that actually make a lot of his, more of his female students feel more reassuring. And I think like that was something that I kind of thought it resonated with as well. <laughs> That's really interesting. And I can totally see that, actually. That's, I really, really like that. What, uh, what year was that for you? Like, was that later in your education? Or was that early on? Uh, that's what actually later in my education, but uh, early on to uh, in one of my uh, second year, which is when I just make the switch, I missed the switch in freshman year. And then as a sophomore, I continued to take the higher upper level class. That was when it was getting very, very difficult. And I actually stand at the threshold of deciding whether to drop the major and switch something oh, wow. maybe. Is it because again, that was the class I took where I was the only female in the class. And I actually got a very bad grade on my first assignment. I got like a C and I was like, maybe I hyperinflate myself, like maybe I'm not that good at this class, like this is bad. So actually I went to my current professor at the time to his office hour and I was I was not even trying to improve my grade. I was just trying to ask him to please like help me clarify some concept. Like I'm very struggling. And I think I was almost on the verge of tears because that time was very stressful. Like I was <laughs> having multiple job interview. I was taking this very hard class and I was unsure. And he actually told me like, hey, like, actually, you're doing pretty okay in the class. Like, you're at the average, like, slightly above the average. Like, don't be too hard on yourself. And actually, yeah. I was so thankful for that. Like, he actually said that to me. Like, he was actually very understanding of my situation. So I think one thing that really helped me overcome myself that was that I was lucky to surround by very great mentors who actually give me encouraging words and assure me that, like, hey, like, you're not alone in this. I know that you just start out, but, like, I've seen that you have very work hard on yourself and make good progress. And I think even though, like, maybe my grades weren't up to notch like maybe it wasn't like the best but I feel like being being hearing people who acknowledge your work and like your hard work in it really helped reassure me for sure that's I mean that sounds like a really good professor why don't you tell me a little bit more now into how did you get your first internship in the field so this was actually a very interesting experience uh prior to getting an official internship I feel like I still need more experience so actually at the end of freshman year, I feel like I still want to study more on my own, but I want to have the feeling of working at a company. So I actually find out a program at my school for startups and incubators. So I actually just went up there myself and like taking a few look at the company and asking to join like one of the company. And at the time, I think it was something very scary. Like uh, the company was majority guy and I'm just like a little freshman. I just come up to there. <laughs> Uh, can I just join your company? Like, I want to like actually work on something. Like, it's okay if it's unpaid. But I think one good thing is like the people at the startup was very glad that someone like, hey, like someone volunteered, someone want to learn, and like they actually were very great people. And I think that what changed my like helped me a bit too on my journey in computer science. Like, they took me under my their wings, and they actually were very great coder, and they teach me like practice that more in the industry, like learning how to like be get good at Git or like learn a new uh, JavaScript framework. So having that unpaid experience initially for freshman year was what helped me like getting later internship. I feel slightly more confident. And then after you did that unpaid internship, so did you spend a term doing that or were you working part-time while you were going to school? 
Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, so this was actually summer term. So summer term, I okay. actually have summer break off. So I actually stay like on near campus and I actually just work on the startup. So did you, you didn't apply to any internships because you didn't feel qualified yet. And that's why you tried to go for this startup that uh, was on campus. Yes. And at the time too, that the internship uh, at my school, we have a co-op cycle. So at the time, the co-op cycle start on around October. Like, I feel the intense need to, like, have more experience. Yeah. Just because I'm very fearful of, like, my first internship and maybe I did not do so well. So, yeah, so I actually was in the startup initially. Got it. And then when October rolled around, tell me about your experience now interviewing with um, companies for your next internship term. Uh, my experience was definitely also very scary in the beginning. So I actually applied to 10 or 12 companies in the system. And I also applied independently on my own. So within the co-op system at Drexel, Drexel partner with like a few local affiliate company that hire a student. So I applied to those companies and I also applied on my own, like for outside company like Google, Facebook, Amazon, mm-hmm. Microsoft. And actually for my first round of interview, I actually did not anything get any single offer and a lot of them actually just reject my resume because i only had one internship experience mm-hmm. which was the startup and i came from a non-traditional background like i did not get any offer despite i tried very hard to study for coding and i was actually very disheartened because i feel like i try very hard but luckily my first offer turned out to be at google for my first internship <laughs> when i applied independently outside and it was actually strange because i feel like i was actually really Planning to give up, but I realized like, hey, actually, I just again like questioning myself and self doubt myself, and that maybe the ten rejection, initial rejection, is not something I should like take heavy weight. And as long as I keep tra- practicing and trying, like there will be good opportunity out there. So I think it was a very interesting experience in that I actually got my first offer at Google, but initially within the system, I got rejected from like almost everything. That's so crazy. So what was the process like? Um, getting into Google as your very first work experience? It actually was very interesting because my project at the time wasn't in a language that I have never coded in before. So mm-hmm. it was in Objective-C. And I was also very scared because I'm like, I have never coded in this language. But I think one good thing is when I start the internship, they give you two weeks to prepare for the language. So my host, just my manager just give me a text from Objective-C like, hey, just look at, read this like build something on your own experiment. And I think that was a very interesting, unique experience because they just, I think like the great trust that they have on the intern that, hey, you guys are like, you guys can stop learning this. You guys are self-started. I think I really like that. And mm-hmm. I actually was finally able to contribute to the project later on, but it definitely was very hard in the beginning because it was a language I've never used before. And I was very worried that my coding standard might not be up to Google standard. But again, luckily, I have a very good mentor who probably review my code. So yeah, it was a very great learning experience. What was the interview process like um, at that level of interviewing? So it was also very strange because Google required you to know algorithm and data structure for their interview. And at the time, I actually have never taken a data structure class in my life. That was wow. supposed to be some sophomore year. So actually, on the summer when I was interning at the startup, I actually just self-study the whole thing myself wow. because I was like like oh I need to get like I don't want I can't wait for my class to start because I'll be too late like I need to preparation now so I actually uh got the books cracking the coding interview and then I also just watched YouTube video on like different topics 
until like, I understand like the topic and I just practice like uh, lead code or just like some coding website just to like work on like the basic. So I think it was a very interesting experience. Like but I just sort of taught myself data structure just for the interview. <laughs> and then, yeah. So you, you studied it before you even had to take a class in it. Is it because you were aiming for a internship at one of the big companies right off the bat? It was that always your plan? I, I actually initially wasn't even willing to like apply to those companies because I feel like no, like I don't think I'm that good enough. And yeah. initially I just studied because I was worried that like some local Philly company will also ask data structure. Right. So I was just worried. So I was just like, okay, like why the heck not? Like I mean wow. I have to learn the class anyway later. So might as well like self taught myself now like I have free time in summer. Uh so that's what I did. So tell me about the subsequent internships that you did after that first Google internship. So after a Google internship, I actually want to experiment a bit around more. So I want to try working at like a smaller company or like just like a smaller team. So I, for my second round of internship, I applied to PayPal and got, got in. And it was also a very interesting experience. Even though it was a big company, the office I applied to was actually used to be a startup before uh, it got acquired by PayPal. So I really enjoyed there because the process was much easier like I was able to like contribute code like much better and mm -hmm. and after that I really enjoyed the experience so I decided to keep going back for another startup experience so I actually got uh, for my third round of uh, internship I actually worked at remotely at a company in Boston called Bookbub and this actually was also a very very great experience they were very a small company with only 10 or less people and they actually treat your intern as like an employee right away. I was contributing to the main website and they have a very fast deployment process. And I really like that experience a lot as well. And then after that, you went back to Google, is that right? Yeah, so for this round, I returned to Google again on the Chrome OS team. What made you want to go back to Google? I definitely think that why Google process was definitely much slower and there was some cons working there. I think the technical process is still very interesting. Like. I think I have met incredible, incredible technical people who have helped me like develop better. Mm -hmm. And I think one thing that was also uh, important was that being an international student, I also need to look for a company that sponsors Visa and like much right. more stability. So uh, unfortunately, during coronavirus, the, I was actually intending to go back to work at Bookbub, the startup. But unfortunately, due to coronavirus, they were not able to bring on any extra employee. And I, I feel like having just Google as a backup was like a very great. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I, I was going to ask you, like, how has the coronavirus impacted your decision making around your career? Yeah, it definitely has impacted me a lot because prior to coronavirus, I was definitely more experimental. I would definitely want to work at less known company because I just enjoy learning new things. Once coronavirus started to hit, it's definitely impact my decision more because unfortunately for us international students, we have a deadline. Yeah. Uh, we can't be picky about the company that we choose. And if the company can't sponsor us, we only have a little bit number of days that we can stay in the U.S. or we might have to go back to our country. So that's why it definitely impacts my decision to choose something more stable. How does it impact you with the current political environment in the U.S. right now? And how does that change your thoughts around working in the U.S. and and the opportunities that you're looking for? Uh, yes. So this is also a slightly hard question because like recently there was a bill to sort of uh, initially was supposed to like ban international students from taking right. online class in the U.S., which was very strange. 
and I was very scared because I'm like, oh no, is this impacting me? Like, right. what if my school go online? I have to go back. Like, I've been here for like so many years. I know. It was very scary. And I think luckily, like, a lot of people protest against that and was able to overturn the bill. But it definitely scared me to some extent. Like, again, USS and Silicon Valley has always been like a great place for immigrants. It has always been like, it's an environment that I, I love. I love like the open mindedness and the welcoming uh, immigrant. But I think recent backlash makes me slightly more worried. But still, yeah. I am hopeful that this will not impact future long term. I still hope that the country will be still more open to immigrants because I think a lot of them are very hardworking and really want to contribute to the economy. <laughs> yeah. So something else I want to ask you is, you know, you've had a variety of internship experiences and you've already experienced kind of being a minority in um, your classes, but how about on the job? How, did you see strong representation once you were working in some of these internships at like Google, PayPal, and BookBub? And, and maybe talk me through that experience and, and how you felt being a female on, on those teams. All the company I've interned with, I actually carefully research and make sure that they really value diversity and they really treat the like employee regardless of their race, background, gender, like well. But I definitely feel that it impacts me slightly in certain ways, such as one of my internship at Google was in Canada. And during that time, I was actually shocked because my very first internship at Google was in California. Uh, the company itself was, uh, at least the team I was on, was actually pretty diverse. It was, I, I've met a lot of female engineers. And since the program I applied to was called Engineering Practicum, which, uh, which also advocates for underrepresented minority to apply, I actually feel like really fit in. I met a lot of great female engineers there who are still my friends to today. So I really liked the experience. But what shocked me was when I moved to Canada, uh, I was interning at the Waterloo office. And I feel like the office was definitely really, really bad in terms of gender ratio, but at least at the time when I was interning. Interesting. Yeah. So like one thing I noticed, like when I walk into the cafeteria, there was supposed to be around 60, 70 people. But I saw again only five women in the wow. cafeteria. So it was like very strange. And uh, the team that I used to work on at Google Canada was actually all male. And I was actually the only female in the team. Oh, wow. So again, it was also very weird and awkward. And I definitely there was some isolating factor because I feel like sometimes it was very lonely. Like I was in a definitely new country yeah. and most of the engineers were older and uh, they were all guys. So I was like, uh, I'm not sure how to make friends here. This is pretty hard. But luckily I make one of my closest friends in Canada who was also an immigrant from oh, wow. uh, uh, Brazil. And he was also reviewing the same thing. Like, hey, I'm the only Brazil in the office. Wow. I feel kind of scared. Like, uh, I don't know, maybe we should just hang out more. And I think, <laughs> and I think I end up making much better friendship there. But yeah, it was definitely a very strange experience to go from because it was the same company, but the office itself was very in contrast, which was interesting to me. Uh, my latest experience that I really enjoyed was at BookBub. And I think the startup itself was actually very surprisingly a lot of female engineers. I think almost 40% of the company was female wow. engineer. And actually, it's very interesting. So I take a look into background of uh, people who work at the company. And what I find most interesting is that like the company itself was very open to people of all different backgrounds. So for example, one of my product managers, she actually was a literature major. And then mm. I met another engineer on the team who was actually a history major. Mm. It was very interesting. And I think maybe that's why the company itself has very great diversity because they accept people regardless of major and background, like, as long as you're a good engineer and you're contributing. So I think that company was also a very interesting experience for me because I met people from completely different backgrounds that I think wouldn't be self-engineered. Like they were anthropology major, history major, English major. 
And but that make it up because half of my team was almost female. So I think that was a very great experience. I really liked that. What would you say was the biggest challenge or barrier for you into into breaking into the tech industry? Because you you come from a very unconventional background and and have very unique experiences. What do you think was the biggest challenge for you? I definitely think one of the biggest challenge was definitely friendship and peers. So yeah. maybe this is also my own experience as an introvert in university. <laughs> so I'm not so sure, but I definitely noticed that a lot of my male peers. Have friend who like they can like hey like let's do a project together let's go to a hackathon together like I can see that by being friend with people in your class itself also built up your like tech background like you have someone who down to do something with you and but I feel like as female it was definitely more isolating in the sense that beside my closest friend like I don't really know anyone in the class there was not a lot of people who were talking to me and like. At the same time, I was also self isolated, so I think it was very hard to just have a friend that like, hey, like let's build something cool together. Like, yeah, I, most of the time I was just working alone on myself, like study on myself. Like, it was definitely very like much more isolating. And mm-hmm. I think another experience that I unfortunately like had experience was that uh, one time I got partnered with males, a different uh, two or three a computer science student who were male on my lab. Uh, and I think it was a slightly weird experience for me because. So in the lab, we were supposed to help each other finish it. So if somebody finished the lab first, like they should help other people. And we can lead the class when everyone finished the lab. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I finished the lab first and I asked like, hey, do you guys need help? Like, want to work on something? They ignore me and they just like turn to the other guy in the lab and ask them for help. But they didn't ask me for help. And I feel like, hey, like I can help. Like, let's get this mm. done faster. Very strange. I feel like it's like some sort of like maybe there was an inherent bias that me like I just start computer science maybe I don't know how to help. Is there anything that you've seen at companies that you've worked for or that you know friends as companies that they work for that their environment has created a very inclusive environment for someone like yourself? Is there anything in particular that stands out? The only company that I feel was very very open to uh, hiring people of different background was the startup I work at at Bookbub. Yeah. I feel like. They just open to people of all different major. And actually, one thing that I find interesting is that they actually have a rotation program. So you can try a different role. You can be a software engineer. You can be a product manager. Mm. You can actually an editor. So most people apply. I noticed that the majority of uh, people apply to that program, try out different role, and they might come from a very untraditional background, such as a history major. And initially, they apply because they think, hey, I want to be editor but as they try out software engineering they say hey like this is actually pretty cool like i actually enjoy this and they actually became software engineer so i think that was a very very interesting program very interesting what about for people who are currently students or people who are looking to get into the field and let's say their ideal end goal is getting an internship or full-time job at google what are what are some tips that you can share for people who are aiming for um, a placement at Google? I feel that one thing for sure is like keep studying, like keep learning new things, like don't limit yourself. Definitely don't just limit yourself to like the class you take because I think knowledge can be gained like anywhere. And something that I think that was uh, really helpful was just keep building fun thing that you enjoy on your own, like build a project you like. doesn't have to be something crazy like, oh, I need to build like some machine learning model or do something very hard to get into this company but I think just showing your passion like hey if you really enjoy coding you want to build something new like just build it put it on your website like showcase it to like the people and I think one other thing that helped was take initiative uh like if you have free time like 
just maybe study data structures, study algorithms, just any CS topic that you're interested in. Because I feel like for Google, they really uh, enjoy people who are self-starter, like people who go, go out of the comfort zone. And another thing is hackathon as well. I feel like that also has helped me tremendously in improving um, my coding skill and, ha mm -hmm. and have some very great project on resume have some friend build a good network for people who, hey, like, hey, like this weekend, there's like a hackathon like right next door that we can drop by, get a free stuff, but also like build some <laughs> project to put on the resume. I think that was like a very fun experience. And I definitely think if you can definitely try out local startup at school. I think one of the biggest things that I feel like I'm very glad to have experience was doing that unpaid internship at my mm -hmm. startup. Of course, I do this if you have free time, like, uh and resource but I feel like yes like it was a great experience because I feel like I it's helped me discover that hey like I'm learning something new and it helps you work with like a team-based environment and also give you the experience like I'm building some product that I'll deliver to customers right now mm -hmm. and I think that was a very very great and opening my experience so I definitely think like yeah people shouldn't limit themselves to just hey go to class do the homework and then go home and that's it I think there's definitely a lot of avenue to learn from, whether it be YouTube video, go to hackathon, maybe talk to your professor about some research or just join a startup. I think whatever like suits your boat. Really good advice. So I usually end off with a really quick uh, rapid fire question. So one word answers for uh, a few of these questions I have here. Um, the first question is one word to describe yourself. This is actually quite hard. <laughs> I would say self-reliance. Okay. In terms I like of that. Like, I always try to do something like by like by myself. I try to always like force myself to get out of my comfort zone and like keep trying, I guess. Yeah. An alternative career path that you would take if you couldn't be a software engineer. Definitely a writer. Your favorite book or podcast? This is very difficult. <laughs> because I actually have a list of like four hundred books that I've read. It's like uh, how do I pick one book out of 400? <laughs> I guess I would say this is a very generic answer, but I would just say Harry Potter because actually that was that. the same novel that actually got me into reading English in the first place. So I'm always yeah. thankful for that. Your favorite app? I feel like it would be Reddit. Okay. Because <laughs> I feel like it's a great social media platform. And I actually also learn a lot in terms of coding and like related and computer science related stuff from subreddit relating to programming and CS yeah. questions. Yeah. And it's great for introverts. <laughs> <laughs> um, and lastly, something that you do for self-care. Oh, I think something that I really love doing self-care is definitely taking care of my plants. <laughs> oh. So recently during quarantine, I start getting into like house plant. Uh, it's like a <laughs> hobby. And I realized that it was very relaxing to just like, come home and see like a garden inside your room and just taking care of them growing up. I think that was very relaxing. I love that. Thank you so much, Min. This was honestly such a great conversation and I think so many people will appreciate you sharing your thoughts. All right. Thank you so much for inviting me on the podcast as well. It was very great sharing my experience with you. Min constantly struggled with feeling she wasn't good enough. This caused her to study outside of her coursework and volunteer as an intern. Her drive and passion for learning new things is what got her hired at Google. Her largest barrier was working with her peers. Being an introverted minority, 
She noticed male students could easily work on projects together, while she had no one to build projects with and in one instance felt belittled by her peers. Some interesting takeaways I had from our conversation were that her experience working at Google San Francisco was vastly different than her experience working at Google Canada just because of the lack of diversity. That the coronavirus and political climate of the U.S. hit international students especially hard, influencing their career decisions to prioritize stability over interests. And finally, that companies that are open to engineers from all different backgrounds and degrees may result in a more gender diverse team. Many conversations I've had in the past highlights the significance that friends and social circles have significant impact on one's academic and career choices. If women feel they don't have the support of peers, or if they don't see others like them in the field, they are less likely to stick it through. Companies need to be conscious of this when growing their teams, because at a certain point, if you don't have a diverse team, it makes it all the more difficult to make it diverse thereafter. Thank you for listening to this episode. Hatchways is a platform that discovers talented software engineers that often fall through the cracks of traditional hiring processes. This podcast is to share their stories. Some have managed to navigate through the broken system and land employment, while others are still unemployed, some for a few months, some for a few years. We hope their experiences and ideas will educate you and propel the tech industry toward an employment system that is more aware, empathetic, and inclusive. If you want to learn more about Hatchways, visit hatchways.io. And if you would like to be a part of the podcast, or if you have questions you'd like to ask future job seekers on the podcast, email us at hello at hatchways.io.